Quinn's rookie, Yoan Duran, had a season to remember in 2022. On that year, the amazing numbers behind it and what it means for the Twins' bullpen moving forward on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, October 27th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And this is Nash Walker, three seasons, hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins here at Lockdown Twins, and four seasons writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. Yoan Duran made me absolutely smile from ear to ear in 2022 one of the best storylines if not the best storyline of what was otherwise you know 78 win season twins were in first place for 100 days and a huge reason for that was because of Yohan Duran and how amazing he was and what was a a bad bullpen for many months for the summer into the summer and Yohan Duran was the one guy the twins could rely on and he got even better as the year went on Yohan Duran, so overall on the season, what does this mean, right? What does this mean for the future? The fact that he posted a 186 ERA in 57 games, he struck out 89 in 67 and two-thirds and walked only 16. That's a strikeout rate at 34% and a walk rate at 6%. Yohan Duran gave up six home runs, and two of them were in one game against the Orioles. So outside of that game, gave up four homers uh, over every other outing combined which to me is just it's absurd it's absurd how good he was in 2022 if you just look at the surface numbers 186 era right in 57 games monster strikeout numbers almost three wins above replacement at baseball reference for a reliever you would be impressed you would say okay this is one of the best relievers in baseball and then you consider the context of this not only was he a rookie in his first full season in a bullpen, but he was facing the best hitters in a lineup in the highest leverage spots all year long. Consider that. Consider that Yohan Duran was often facing 2-3-4 in every single order, almost exclusively the best hitters in every lineup because he was the Twins' best reliever and because he wasn't in a set role, he faced the toughest hitters on the toughest teams all year long. At Target Field, Yohan Duran had a 0.83 ERA in 28 games. Dazzled in front of the home crowd. He was uh, he was special. And when you look at those leverage numbers and how he fared in high leverage spots with runners in scoring position, held opponents to a 170 batting average with a 532 OPS. With two outs and runners in scoring position, Opponents went one for 25 and struck out 12 times. That's an 040 batting average. That one hit was a single with two outs and runners in scoring position. In high leverage spots, 124 plate appearances in high leverage spots. Duran led the American League in win, win probability added among all relievers. You know, that includes Emmanuel Classe, who was so good this year for Cleveland. In high leverage spots, 124 plate appearances, opponents hit 180 with a 246 on base percentage and slugged 
243 for an OPS at 489. He was lights out, and he was even better when it when it mattered. When the game was was hanging in the balance, Yuan Duran got it done. A couple of games stick out to me this year. Obviously, his first outing, the first outing of his career against Seattle at home, he threw two innings, he struck out four. But if you'll remember, the first two hitters he faced each got a hit off him. So his major league career starts with back-to-back hits, and you're thinking, oh, man, this, this inning's going to explode on him. Three strikeouts in a row, comes back out, strikes out four in his outing in two clean innings. No earned runs. That outing sticks out to me. And then in Milwaukee, against the Brewers, bases loaded, Willie Adamas, super tight situation, full count, and he strikes him out. And he crossed up Gary Sanchez with a breaking ball. Crossed him up through a first strike. Trust his breaking stuff. Those two outings stick. There were so many of them this year, but those outings stick out for me. When you wander on pitch, the Twins were 41-16. and 16. He held a lot of leads. Eight saves on the year. Should he be the closer next year? It's It's a debate. I think it's it's less cut and dry than some make it out to be either way. I think there there are opportunities to throw your best reliever even when the game is not in the ninth inning and you should be using your best reliever in the seventh or eighth inning in the tightest spot. But I also think you you need to trust your bullpen enough and, and we'll get to what the Twins need to do in their bullpen because we'll expand this conversation. But you need to trust your bullpen enough where where he can pitch mostly in the ninth inning where he's your guy in the ninth and you just eliminate that ninth inning a majority of nights. And we'll see if that, that ends up happening. I would say probably won't knowing the twins and knowing the philosophy. I think it goes both ways. I see an argument for both. And I also think you can use a little bit of both. He doesn't have to be your traditional closer where he's never pitching outside of the ninth inning or the 10th inning, but also I'd like to see him pitch the ninth inning on, on a lot of nights. I would like to see him get more than eight saves. And I know the save number doesn't matter. I just like the idea of having the ninth inning wrapped up by Yohan Duran, and you don't even have to worry about the ninth inning. But the the flip side of that is if your other relievers give up runs in the seventh and eighth, you don't have to worry about the ninth because you won't have the lead, right? And you won't even have Yohan Duran to use. I understand both sides. I get it. I think his role this year, they needed him in his role because the rest of the bullpen was was so poor, you know, outside of Griffin Jack. Stillbar was good in the second half, but think of the first half. Yuan Duran was really the only guy they could count on for high leverage, and Griffin Jacks was just getting his feet wet as a reliever. So was Duran, but with his stuff and, and with the way that he carried himself, it was you had to put him in the toughest spots. They just had to do it, and he answered the call all season long. Even more impressive to me. He gave up a couple of runs on June 9th against the Yankees. Anthony Rizzo got him. I remember that on a base hit. Since then, that was June 9th. Since then, in his last 37 outings, 42 innings, he posted a 129 ERA in his last 37 games. 129. One of the best relievers in baseball, arguably the best reliever in baseball with room to grow for 2023. Where is that room to grow? How could he possibly be better? We'll get to that in the Twins bullpen after this word from Roan. I know it's hard to find comfortable clothing for men. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the plate. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man, and here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work your 18 holes of golf looking good is easy with 
grown. It's comfortable. It's light. It's great. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next, whether that's golf, whether that's just going home and hanging out and watching the game. Head to Roan.com slash locked on. That's R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on and use code Locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Upgrade your closet with Roan and use Locked On to save 20% at www.roan.com slash locked on. You wander on the stuff. This is why we always talk about stuff. And I know sometimes it gets old. Why are we still talking about stuff? Not everybody with a 100 mile an hour fastball can throw strikes. But when you already have a 100 mile an hour fastball and you have literally the fastest pitch in baseball, your floor is raised. You, if you just find a way to throw strikes, it's game over. Emmanuel Classe is actually a good example of that. As a Rangers prospect, couldn't throw strikes. Cleveland trades for him. They traded Corey Kluber for him. Rangers thought they were getting an ace in Kluber who had just had some injury, bad injury years. And they thought they were trading away, you know, a reliever who couldn't throw strikes. Classe learns how to throw strikes. Oh, he already threw 100. It's game over. For Duran, you can't teach a guy who throws 95 to throw 100 unless it's a, a rare case. It's a starter converted to a reliever. It takes work it takes rare cases for that to happen yuandron has just incredible stuff and his stack cast profile is is i'm getting sunburned from the red expected slugging percentage in the 98th percentile strikeout rate 96th percentile chase rate chase pitches out of the zone 98th percentile fastball velo he is the guy 100th percentile in fastball velocity swing and miss whiff rate 94 percent Expected ERA, 98%. Expected weighted on base average, 98%. Across the board, ridiculous numbers. Again, I'm getting sunburned from these, these red numbers. Four-seamer, we know average 101 this year with the four-seamer. 100, 100 miles, 100.8 miles an hour with the four-seamer. Round that baby up to 101. And actually, the numbers show that he got unlucky with that pitch, as crazy as that sounds. Got unlucky with the four-seamer. Actual weighted on base average, 270, expected 251. And then that curveball, that curveball, spin rate, 2660 on the RPMs, expected Woba, 166, whiff rate, 50% on the curveball, 50% whiff rate on that pitch, 88 mile an hour curveball. When he would flip that up there, it was so mesmerizing it was incredible he'd go four seamer and then he could go curve 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 and hitters were so conscious of the fastball this dude throws the hardest fastball in the game so conscious of it every single time they waved at the curve it felt like every day 50 of swings were swings and misses on that curveball he gave up one home run on the pitch all year in he threw it 321 times gave up one home run and on the season 10 hits total on that pitch Unbelievable ground ball rate, 61% ground ball rate. So when he wasn't striking guys out, his ground ball rate was, was uh, 15%, 16% above league average. Sometimes there are no words for how good guys are. And Yohan Duran was so good. And especially down the stretch in 2022 as a rookie in the highest leverage spots, it's uh it's remarkable. I mentioned that game at Baltimore. We gave up two homers. They were both on that splinker. And the splinker is a good pitch, but he has less command of it, I think. He averaged 96 with the splitter. 
again, better expected numbers than actual numbers, but it's clearly his worst pitch of the three. He threw a couple sliders this year, 31 sliders, but it's his worst pitch of his three prominent pitches is that splitter. And he gave up three homers on it. He gave up six homers all year and three of them were on the splitter. So room for improvement is better command of the splitter this off season. If he can do that, I don't even, I, can you get much better? It's hard to, it's hard to post better numbers than he did, but you could see consistently, you know, since he gave up those two homers in Baltimore over his last 55 innings, we're talking about 55 innings dating back to May 7th. This was a rookie. This is a rookie. So he gave up, you know, six, six runs in his first handful of plate appearance in his first handful of appearances from May 7th to the end of the season. Yohan Duran had a 131 ERA with a fielding independent pitching number at 197. Not smoking mirrors. 204 batting average against 520 OPS against. In his last 55 innings, he gave up eight, eight earned runs, struck out 70, and walked 14. Wow. Got even better as the year went on, which is just, it's crazy to think about what the next step could be for Yuandron. And I think what it is, is he's just firmly established as the best reliever in the American League and perhaps the best reliever in baseball. He has the upside. How could he not have the upside for that? He's already shown us he can do it as a rookie. He's got the hardest fastball in baseball. Keeping him healthy will be so key, but he's under team control for the next five years. And I know I said this throughout the year, but the Twins traded Eduardo Escobar for Yuan Duran as a prospect. And I'm very glad in hindsight that they did. I loved Eduardo, loved him. I love that they have Yuan Duran for the next five years. I think that's that's huge for this bullpen. So with the Yuan Duran in tow, you have Griffin Jacks, you have Caleb Theobar, you have some other options, Giovanni Moran. What should the Twins do in the bullpen? And we'll open this up to a broader discussion as the offseason gets underway and we look at actual targets in free agency and via trade. But because you already have a linchpin in the back, you already have the best reliever in baseball or one of the three best relievers in baseball in the back of your rotation, in the back of your bullpen, you can build from there. You can build from, from him. And we always talk about floor. The floor of the bullpen feels a lot higher because you have Yuan Duran. Barring an Emilio Pagan situation and poor management, which we saw at points this year, it's it's going to be hard, I think, for the Twins, hopefully in the next five years, to blow a bunch of games if he's healthy and they use him correctly. Those are the keys. They also were pretty conservative with him this year because he only threw 16 innings in 2021, so I understood that. But he was back up to 67 and two-thirds, you know, hopefully he's back up to 65, 70 again in 2023, and they can use him more often. But because you have him, the floor is raised. But I don't think that means that you should just be done. Hey, we got Duran, we got Jax, we got Thielbar, we got Moran, we got options in the back end. You know, we got guys who can get out. So we know Duran is one of the very best in the game. We trust him in the biggest spots. We know he'll get outs for us. What this allows you to do potentially is – pair him up and you have Jorge Lopez too, who they're hoping will be better than he was down the stretch. You have, you have weapons. You have guys who throw super hard, who throw strikes. You have guys who have swing and miss stuff. You know, you have three right-handed relievers in Jack's Duran and Lopez who throw 97 plus, you know, can reach 97 plus and Duran is consistently 100 plus and Lopez is consistently 98, 99 and Jack's is 96, 97 
you have a lot of firepower back there, which means that you can build on it even more. And I would say there might be an opportunity this offseason for the Twins to build what looks on paper like their best bullpen in a long, long time. It's on paper. Coming into last year on paper without Taylor Rogers, definitely was was scared. I, I thought with Rogers, they had the chance to have a good bullpen. Without him, I was scared, and I ended up being so wrong about the bullpen in so many different ways. Going into next year, if you had, let's just say it's Rafael Montero from Houston who's going to be a free agent. If you had Montero, who's one of the better right-handed setup men in baseball, who also throws super hard with really nice stuff, you have Montero, Lopez, Duran, Jax, Theobar. You got weapons, man. You got options. And for me, let's just try to avoid at all costs what happened last year in the bullpen because it sunk them in so many ways. They are in a spot because of Duran, because of Duran's excellence, because of Griffin Jackson, his breakout. They're in a spot for 2023 where they can boost this thing massively. And if you get Lopez back on track and he's the guy just he was over the full season last year, you get these guys back on track, Lopez specifically, I, I'm really excited about what they could potentially have back there. And even if it's Michael Fulmer coming back, I'll still be excited about what they could have back there because Emilio Pagan is unlikely to be back. I don't think they'll bring him back either at his arm number or they tender him and they trade him. I just don't I don't see Emilio Pagan coming back. He won't get those innings. It's going to be Duran. It's going to be Lopez. It's going to be Jax. It's going to be Thielbar. And, you, and you're hopefully going to have a much more stable group in 2023. If you added one more legit arm, and it doesn't cost you very much. The Twins have not done it, but we saw them trade for Lopez. Twins haven't done it, but it's it wouldn't cost you that much to add a third right-handed late inning option with Duran, with Lopez, and a fourth, you know, with Griffin Jacks. But if you have three, then Jacks can get that sixth inning role with Thielbar, kind of like that platoon sixth inning role. Then you have seven, eight, nine with Duran, Lopez, and somebody you go get via trade or via free agency. It doesn't cost that much to go get that guy, but I know the Twins have shot away from it, and it's not like a clear we need a high leverage reliever like it was at the deadline they went and got Jorge Lopez. But to me, it's something that it, it would be a really helpful luxury to have to pair someone up with those guys who are already in the back end. That would be special. And if they can build a, a clear strength, because right now I don't know what their strength is as a team. As a you look at the team on paper, the roster, what's their strength? Last year, I would argue going into the year, the strength was the offense. And we saw in the first half with Correa and with Buxton and Arise with Polanco and everybody was was healthy-ish. They were a top five group in way to runs created. Plus, they didn't score those runs because they didn't hit with runners in scoring position. But they got guys on. They created havoc. They were a good offense in the first half. And that, that faded away in the second half. So that was their clear strength. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Without Correa, with no more health questions, I don't think the offense is on paper right now their clear strength. Could it get there? Yes, they're going to need to get some work done in the winter for it to get there. They have a, a solid base, it feels like at least to get there, but the rotation isn't a strength. The bullpen isn't a clear strength and none of these groups are awful. None of the groups are awful, but they're all like, they need help. They need help this off season clearly. And the bullpen is not an exception to that, even though you have one of the best, if not the best reliever in major league baseball and Yohan Duran. So we'll see what they do, but this off season is so interesting to me because they could go so many different angles. 
they could sign Edwin Diaz. You know, they could sign a cat. They could sign Wilson Contreras. They could sign Correa or Bogarts or a shortstop. They could legitimately sign any, any free agent at any position outside of maybe, I don't know, nothing. Honestly, no position would surprise me at this point. Center field, maybe, but then it would be a backup to Buxton. Like that makes sense. There is not a position on the field that wouldn't make sense to sign somebody, even second base. You'd be like, okay, then polo moves, right? It's it's easy for me to envision a lot of different scenarios this offseason, a lot of different ways that they go, what they know, what we know, and what is amazing is that they have the weapon, Yoan Duran. And I tweeted throughout the year, Yoan Duran was the fireman, he was the closer, he was the setup man, he was the multi-inning hurler, he was the weapon, the weapon this year. Yoan Manuel Duran have a year. I think I ranked him second in MVP voting for the Twins, which uh, for a reliever, man, one of the best rookie relief seasons you'll see. Yoan Duran was incredible. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'll make your second listen the Locked On Sports Podcast, Locked On Sports Today Podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll be back Monday. We'll talk then. Thanks so much.